0: So, um, over the last few weeks uh, here at church, uh, we've been thinking about the names of Jesus, uh, and uh, we've seen that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Uh, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, from eternity past to eternity in the future. Uh, he has been there. Uh, we saw last night that he is Emmanuel, which means God come amongst us. Uh, but today we come to the most popular names of Jesus of all the name that everyone throughout the world knows him by Jesus Christ and I just kind of want to unwrap those names unpack those names so here here they are this is my special presentation it looks more spectacular than it is. Oh, sorry it looks like it's going to be more spectacular than it but, but you know there's some pr- surprises uh, along the way my video team will uh, help me out there but um I, I was kind of I've been searching the internet uh, for stories about Jesus uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, so yesterday I found this one, Bark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, and a doggy daycare got together. You can see the angels on the left, the wise men on the right. You can, uh, the, the, oh no, the wise men with the kings, aren't they? Yeah, the shepherds on the right and then Mary and Joseph. And if you can see really closely, you can see the eyes of little baby Jesus It's only a dog pretending to be Jesus, but just poking his eyes above the crib, bark, the Herald Angels sing. Um, Over the past few weeks, there were a number of articles that intrigued me uh, coming up in different news services. So let me um, show you some of the headlines. Um, Here's one. How long is Jesus out? Um, Impossible task to replace Jesus. Um, Blow as Jesus ruled out of the World Cup. Jesus out for three months. I was thinking, what's going on? Like, is the world going to collapse without Jesus, let alone the World Cup? Just talk to the person next to you. What do you think these headlines are all about? They're real headlines from these news services. What's going on? Let's get to the bottom of this. Okay, can anyone tell me the answer? (laughs) Hands up. Who knows what's going on? Yeah. Ah, Gabriel Jesus. Ah, Gabriel. I I thought it was Gabriel Jesus. But uh, so, yes, let's have the... There he is. His name is Gabriel Jesus, Um, although it reads, you know, Gabriel Jesus. He's a famous soccer player who played for Brazil, but... Just before the World Cup, he sustained an injury, and it could well be why Brazil didn't go on to win the World Cup, because Jesus was out of the tournament. (laughs) Um, Now, okay, so once that mystery was solved, what I want to say is, today is not about Gabriel Jesus, as as great a player as he is. We're going to look at the more famous Jesus, uh, Jesus, um, and I want to spend some time unwrapping these names, right? Jesus... Christ. Uh, So when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, he was thinking about breaking off the engagement. We read about that in Matthew chapter 1, one of the biographies of Jesus' life. And an angel appeared to, uh, to, to Joseph and said, Mary will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. And when Jesus was born on that night, we heard the reading from Luke chapter 2, an angel appeared to the shepherds outside Bethlehem and said, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. Uh, And so I just want to unwrap firstly the name Jesus. And Jesus literally means God saves. So can we cut to... let's, let's pan right in there. Uh, Jesus means God saves, and it's all about God sending Jesus as our saviour. Now, um, has anyone ever been kind of rescued by a lifesaver? Uh, because over summer in Australia, uh, we have lots of lifesavers, even on duty here today. Do you want me to put this hat on? Let me show you this. Let's have a crack, see how I look. hey. Uh, I'll, I won't wear it for long, but has anyone been rescued by a lifesaver? Put your hand up. Okay. One, two, a, a few, right? And, and they're the ones who are brave enough to admit it. Uh, has anyone ever rescued someone, uh, saved someone from drowning? Yeah, Okay, hands up. Keep, keep, we're proud. Give them a hand. You know, hand <clears throat> give them a hand. Anyone a lifesaver, a surf lifesaver out there? No, because they're on duty today. Uh, okay. Um, now, well, I... Re- so I'll take this off. Actually, I found a little um, hat stand in the bathroom, and uh, just pop that on there. Um, all right, so um, so there was one day um, about 25 years ago, 30 years ago, at South Maroubra Beach, uh, and I was there with Ruth's two brothers, so my brothers-in-law, Mark and Simon... Uh, And we thought we were pretty good swimmers, we swam out, uh, the waves looked really big from the beach, but once we swam out there, we got out there pretty quick, surprisingly quick, you know, uh, a bit of a rip took us out there, and then we got stuck in these pounding waves that were massive, Uh, and what would happen is a wave would come over, crash, we'd dive down under it in fear of our lives pop up out of the water, and then another wave would be smashing over the top of us. And after a while, we were just getting exhausted, uh, a little bit scared, although we didn't want to admit it, but we kind of realised we are in trouble here. But interestingly, even though you know, we're exhausted and scared, I was reluctant to put my hand up and call the lifesaver. Isn't that, isn't that a strange response? Why do you think that is? Uh, I, think, I don't think it's just me, but we're kind of reluctant to say, I need help. Uh, and I think it's because, I think it was pride for me. You know, I'd grown up being a good swimmer. I represented the Riverina in breaststroke, just so you just know. So, you know, uh, so, you know I, I grew up being a swimmer. I was not the kind of guy that needed life-saving. Uh, I was too strong a swimmer for that. But in this moment, I realised I need help. And so I raised my hand, and as I did, another wave came through, pounded me, a really big wave, churned me up. I was under for a fair while. But what it did is it actually took me close enough to the shore where I could stagger out like a drowned rat. Uh, And then when my two brother-in-law's there, and we kind of just uh, we recovered on the beach together. But a couple of years later, I was watching the news, and I saw that a whole soccer team from Western Sydney got caught up in the same experience. So they were out at South maroubra same beach, uh, went out and just way out of their depth, in danger of drowning. The lifesaver on duty that day was Bernie Kelly. Uh, and Bernie Kelly went out, rescued the first guy, Headed back out to keep on bringing them in one by one. A couple of other lifesavers joined in, <clears throat> and together they brought all 11 boys, or however many boys were on this team, they brought them back safely to shore. But the tragedy was as Bernie Kelly brought the last boy back to shore, Bernie Kelly stood exhausted on the beach. He had a heart attack and died. Uh, A a tragic end to a very heroic day, saving lives for Bernie Kelly. Now, Bernie Kelly didn't go out to the beach that day to rouse on those boys for swimming outside the flags. Uh, He went out to save them, uh, but it would cost him his own life. And that is very much like Jesus... Jesus is the ultimate lifesaver. And throughout his life, Jesus showed his ability to save. He saved people from sickness. So the blind, he enabled them to see. The deaf, he gave them their hearing back again. You know, people who couldn't walk, he miraculously healed the paralyzed, the quadriplegic, Uh, He even raised the dead, or people who were oppressed by evil, demonic spirits. He released them, and they had a new start to life. But did you notice what the angel said to Joseph? The angel said, his name will be Jesus, God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. Um, It's interesting, isn't it? Um, Sin is something we don't talk about all that much. Uh, you look it up you know, in the, the news services, they won't be talking about sin today, even though that was the angel's message, that Jesus came to save us from sin. It's just not a popular topic of conversation. But just let me quickly define sin. So we've, we've been created by God. We were created to rule this world under God to have relationship with God. And sin is where we take the good things God has given us, but we say, I don't need you, God. Uh, I don't kind of want you in my life. I can run my own life my way. And we cut ourselves off from the God who made us. Um, Now, here's the thing. I don't think... We think we don't think about sin as that big a deal. Uh, let me try to illustrate this. I don't know how this will go, but um, see here on this box, can you see the word sin on the box? Can you? All right, let's have a look. There we go. Kind of, right? But it's a bit, it's a bit hard to make out, isn't it? Uh, and I think for most of us, that's how we think about sin. We're kind of aware of it, but... We just don't rate it as that big a deal. I've got bigger problems than sin. I've got more pressing problems than sin. Now, what happens when Jesus comes into our world is he is the light of God shining in our dark world. Uh, let me just, can we just drop the lights a little bit? Uh, just simulating darkness. Now, you have a look there and you can't make that out at all. And that is because when we don't have the light of god and his word shining into our lives we just can't see things as clearly as we ought to now what i've got here is a little black light i got it from one of those covid tests right so yeah so and i got negative right so so it's all good but um with these with the idea with these is um that you You might have a virus, but you don't know until you shine the black light and it can tell you whether you have the virus or not. Something that is hidden, secret, it kind of brings it to light. And that's kind of what Jesus does when he comes into our world. He kind of shines a light. uh, And all of a sudden, what had been vague and hard for us to see uh, becomes illuminating. In fact, I can illuminate this even more, I think, if I just have got a little foot control here. Let's see what happens. Nothing. I don't think it's plugged in. Tim, can you come and see if you can plug it in? Uh, people are very efficient at... Uh, anyway, so there's the idea, right? So, And this is what Jesus does. Comes into our world and shines his light. Okay. Well, anyway, look, um, just trust me, that was very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. It's, it's come on. Oh, there we go. It's not much more impressive, really, but, you know, I put a lot of effort into these things, so we've got to, you've got to humor me with it. Uh, and so, hey, thank, thank you. Now, now, you really should be applauding Jesus because he comes into our world and lived such a good life, a life honoring God, a life loving other people, a selfless life, that all of a sudden in a world where we only ever compare ourselves against one another, in a world where sin is not very obvious to us, Jesus steps into our world and all of a sudden he brings in stark relief just how far short from God each one of us falls. But here's the thing, just as Bernie Kelly didn't go into the beach that day to rouse on those boys... Jesus didn't come into our world to make us feel bad about sin, right? Um, He does expose our sin because he is the light of God and so good and so loving. But he came not to make us feel bad about sin, but to save us from our sin. And like Bernie Kelly, he saved us by laying down his life and dying in our place. And what we realise as we hear the words of Jesus is that whilst many of us are blind to the problem of sin, in terms of our relationship with God, it is our biggest problem of all, and such a big problem that it needed God to come amongst us and be born as a baby and ultimately to die in our place Taking the penalty for our sin. That's what it took to deal with the problem of sin. And, and so right from Jesus' birth, the angel announces, this is the destiny of Jesus. He has come to save, but it will cost him his own life. And I just want to ask you, is Jesus your saviour? I just want to encourage you, don't be like me. They're in the, they're in the surf too proud to put my hand up. If you kind of got an inkling that sin is an issue, that there is a divide between you and God, even if you have a sense of that, don't just push that aside and ignore it. Can I encourage you to consider the claims of Jesus? And if you know that he came as your saviour, trust him say, I need help, I need to be saved, I need my sins forgiven, and I cannot do it on my own. And let me assure you, you can't. Right? There's so many of us who will testify to that, you, just, you, you live the best life you can, but in comparison to Jesus, you, you will not be able to pay for your sin. Right? We need Jesus to do that for us. And even today, you can ask Jesus to save you, because he doesn't make you earn it, it's a gift, salvation, forgiveness of sins, uh, if you are humble enough to say, I need help, I need a saviour. But uh, Jesus' name, I'll turn my UV light off there, Jesus' name is not only Jesus, God saves, but he is the Christ, Uh, And Christ is kind of not his surname. It's kind of like a title. Um, Christ is a Greek word. It's where we get the idea of christening someone. Uh, So Christ is a Greek word. Does anyone know the Jewish equivalent word? Call it out. Messiah. Here it is. Reveal. Let's go to the video for that one. Um, And in English it means uh, anointed or... Someone's poured oil on your head. That's, that's what it means, which is a strange thing. But, and it means God's king. So Jesus is the Christ, the Greek word. The Messiah is the Hebrew word. And it's an anointed one in English, but the meaning is God's king. Now, I, w- I would like a volunteer to come and help me kind of illustrate these ideas. I, I'd actually like to consecrate a queen Uh, here in your midst so can I have a a young lady who's willing to come up I know Jack that rules you out man Uh, (laughs) all right young lady who would like to come up and be yeah would you like would you like to come up no 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 we I don't want to make someone a young lady yes come on up yes yeah welcome (laughs) you can come uh, you can yeah you can come on you can make the leap can't you Oh, good step. All right. Now, just stand there so everyone can see you. Just in front. Okay, yeah. Now, can you tell everyone your name? Lily. Lily. And can you point out your mum? Okay, there she is. And who else is there? Your brother? He's going to become a prince when you become a queen. Okay. Is that, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, that'll be all right. All right. Now, just, just to hold on a sec, Lily. And um, so the first thing we want to do is put kind of a a, a queenly robe on you. How does that feel? Does that look good? Okay. Um, And what I have here, can you read that? Read it. What does that say? Oil. Oil? Royal oil. And it's got a crown on it. Um, Royal oil. Because this is what they did. The Jewish tradition was, hey, don't worry it's not really oil, it's water. (laughs) Um, So, what they would do, the Jewish tradition was that when they were consecrating or anointing a new uh, king or a queen, uh, they would take some oil and pour it over the head. Um, And the oil kind of represented God pouring out his Holy Spirit to empower, to strengthen, to guide this king. Um, So... Uh, I'm going to pronounce Queen Lily. Here you go. Lily, I pronounce you <laughs> Queen of all. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Give it up for Queen Lily. Now I'm going to get you back up in a sec, but I'll help you down. Now, can can you leap, Queen Lily? Well done. Now you can keep that keep that on you. That's great. Keep that on as your are you happy to be queen for a little while? But go and sit down with with I can have it. All right. Okay. All right, very humble queen. Um, all right, so, um, so what? Where was I up to here? All right, I've, I've got no idea. So, oh, right, so yes. Yeah, sh- can we show us the verse from Luke chapter two? I always make life hard on the people, my technical people behind the scenes. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. Right. So Jesus means God saves. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and for the rest of the New Testament, we will call him Jesus Christ. And Christ, the Jewish people were waiting for a king who would rule forever. You know that little ceremony I just did with Lily? They, used to, they did that with Queen Elizabeth II 70 years ago. It was done in a secret ceremony where one of the kind of bishops or whatever poured oil over her head, presumably in a few months in May, in May at the consecration of King Charles, they will do the same thing, a uh, little ceremony where they'll pour oil over his head and they do it because it goes back to the Jewish tradition from the Old Testament that God's king is literally the anointed one, the one who's had oil poured on their head symbolising God's spirit. Uh, God's strengthening. Um, So, Jesus, I want to say, is no ordinary king. He was sent to be God's forever king. And when Jesus died on the cross, that was not the end. God raised Jesus to life again. Uh, And so, Jesus now has conquered death. He's defeated sin. He's defeated Satan. And he now rules... As God's king, God's risen king forever. And God has declared that one day every single knee will bow to Jesus as king. He is not going to just be a small time king. It's hard to imagine King Charles, is it the second, yeah, third? King, it's hard to imagine King Charles III being a global king with much influence. But Jesus' every knee will bow down in worship, in honour, in obedience to King Jesus. But I want to ask again, is Jesus your king? Because it's one thing to say he is God's king, but have I actually made him king of my life? Have I actually said, I'm not going to run my life my way. Jesus is my saviour, yes, but he's also my king. I'll trust him as my saviour and I'll bow down and honour him, and I'll obey him as my king. It's strange, isn't it, that Jesus is both saviour and king. Um, We don't normally expect our leaders to be lifesavers. I did a little bit of a a photographic experiment with us. Please excuse my photoshopping skills, but here they are. So Anthony Albanese uh, and Emma McBride, our local member at Crackneck Lookout, Took this. No, I didn't take the photo, but it uh, looks a bit silly. All right? But uh, next, next one. Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand. Now let's go to the King of England. Uh, <laughs> n- uh, now, it's, it's not an image you expect to see, but God's plan that He announced from the beginning was that Jesus would be both King and Saviour. Um, now, can I get my King and my Queen? Queen Lily, Queen Lily, can you come up the front and receive the lifesaver hat? Is Queen Lily coming? I'll go down to Queen Lily. (laughs) Queen Lily. um, Prince, can you give this to the Queen? Queen. Thank you. Thank you, Prince. Yeah. Queen Lily's just under the chair for the moment. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, But I will need that back, (laughs) by the way, later. So I just want to reinforce this point. If we want Jesus as our saviour, which we need him as our saviour, we need someone to pay for our sin, what we've got to reckon with is that he's not merely a saviour. He comes as a package deal. He is saviour and king. We can't say, I want him as as saviour, but I'm going to keep running my life my way, We need to say, no, I haven't been doing a good job running my life and it's created this sin problem. I need Jesus to save me and cleanse me of my sin, but I also need Jesus to to take over running my life and I'll bow down and I'll yield my will to him. And I just want to challenge us all um, not, not to pick and choose, what we want to accept about Jesus. He comes announced by the angel as a package deal. He is both saviour and king. And I want to urge all of us to trust him as saviour and worship and obey him as king. And if you want to find out more, I just want to encourage you to keep coming along to church. This is the place where you can dig into these things, find out more about Jesus um, I've even got a present for anyone who wants to find out more. It's just a little copy of a biography of Jesus uh, called Luke's Gospel. And there's a bunch of them under the Christmas tree in the foyer. Right? And I'm not saying everyone go and grab them because I've only got about 15 of them. But if you're here and you're thinking, yeah, I, I should read one of the accounts of Jesus' life. Uh, and if you want to kind of make that commitment, I'd love to help you with that. Just go and grab... Uh, One of those. um, I'll be hanging around there so you can have a chat to me. Uh, But I'd love you to find out more about Jesus, and that's a great way to start. How about I lead us in prayer? Let me pray. God our Father, we are sorry for sinning against you. You are the great Creator, and everything you've made is so good. But we are sorry for the way we ignore you, the way we run our lives our own way. We want to thank you for sending Jesus into our world. Thank you that he brings our sin to light. Thank you that he came not to condemn us, not to make us feel bad, but to save us. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross, that he made the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. So please forgive us. Give us hearts that trust Jesus as our saviour and we want to thank you that Jesus rose again as the mighty king forever please help us to listen to Jesus to obey him to worship him today and every day until that day he comes again and we pray these things in Jesus name amen